The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Ah, brother! Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Today's guest, former college point guard who took the trash talk muscle to the comedy stage, the hilarious Paul Morrissey. Paul, how are you? Hey, it's great oh, to be oh, here. Oh, hang on. I always forget. I got to do an update brought to you by tea. When there's no other choices but scalding water, try tea. Playoff mania, NBA. Warriors run over the Cavs like a drunk snowmobiler. LeBron at 29, his Amish beard chipped in 11. Steph Curry dropped 33 while smiling like a member of a Swiss kids choir. Stanley Cup, Washington like Lazarus, back from the dead. They won when Vegas' French goalie was given a five-minute major for sneering. That playoff update brought to you by Pearls Before for swine, the black tie all pork restaurant. South America's pastime baseball. Twins Eddie Rosario walk off Homer beats Cleveland, but halfway to home he pulls a J.R. Smith and Mosey's back to third. Tennis, something apparently going on in France, Paul. More as it develops. And finally, the NFL. The new kickoff rule now lets the receiving team fire off one round of shoulder-mounted artillery. And the new kneeling rule lets players kneel if the game starts during Sunday Mass. That Waterhouse update brought to you by Dimes. Twice the value of nickels at half the weight. Now it's talk time. Paul Morrissey, upstate New York, Oswego, hard scrabble, ice fishing gangs. Did that make you tough? Oh, I don't know if I can follow that energy. Is that decaf? <laughs> that is. That's the frightening thing. It's you made you made the uh, the rookie mistake. It's not Oswego. It's Owego. No Owego. There's two different ones. There is, and even people spelled identically <laughs> without the S. That's preposterous. Governor of New York sitting on his ass. Here's something for you to do. Sort through this. How about a little O with an apostrophe and then W E G O for Owego? Well, it's the natives. You can't tell them how to spell stuff, but well, uh, you know it's not correct. But you need days. to tell white people how to spell stuff. They clearly aren't well, the problem. It's the, their language. Yeah, the problem is You're people probably built a, a Marriott. Residents in on an Indian burial ground up there, <laughs> pet cemetery. Uh, I uh, even people in New York don't believe me when I say I'm from Owego. They said, "Don't you mean you're from Oswego?" I was like, "No, I get my mail. You know, it's, a, it's not a problem." Well, does the mailman just <laughs> announce it at you? Oh, Owego. <laughs> so it's Owego. So which one's bigger? Uh, Oswego or Oswego? Oswego, Oswego has a, a college there. Jerry Seinfeld went there for one year. Oswego, New York. It's much further north, almost on the border of Canada. Oh, so that's up there where they're smuggling in maple syrup. Yeah. <laughs> Got to be careful. Seinfeld went that far north. No wonder he's been in Southern California. Yeah. Spent most of his career out here. But he's a New York guy. Yeah. He, he loves New York. He went, but he transferred to Queens College, I think, after after a half a year. Up wow. In, uh, Oswego. Man, when your credits, <laughs> when you have trouble transferring your credits to Queens College, 
you're in a peck of economic trouble. Well, yeah, Owego is the uh, the home of John D. Rockefeller went to my high school. Wow. Uh, Robert's Rules of Order. Well, now there's a guy who uh, could have afforded to chip in some dough and get you guys an S. Just he, making a full ass week up for you. He used to give away dimes. He used to give away dimes? Speaking of your sponsor. Wow. Well, and my sponsor, that's another 15 bucks for me. All right. you just mentioned it again. $15 when I get the endorsement right. If I screw it up, $7.50. And I always thought the nickel was too cocky anyway. Try, twice as big, worth half as much. I don't yeah. like the attitude. You yeah, know? exactly. Exactly. Get it out of here. And what's with the buffalo on it? Come on. Although that might tie in with, oh, we, no, there were no buffalo that far north. Even they're smart enough. <laughs> At least get as far as South Dakota, where it's a little warmer. You, now, you went to high school there, and you're telling me that the guy who did the uh, Robert's Rules of Orders went to your high school? Uh, no, no, just in, in that Just a town. guy named Robert? He, he was a general. General Roberts. General Roberts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Which is good when you just you get to a point where it's like, you know what? These are my rules, and uh, people should live by them. And I have an army to back me up. <laughs> I and nay, whatever that means. So you wait until he's done speaking. <laughs> All or in favor? I will have this man bayonet you. <laughs> so that makes sense that the history of uh, Roberts' Rules of War has actually started with an army involved to enforce the rules, or else there's no way. Yeah. That's probably why people still get just a little bit of a vibe up and down their spine when they uh, when they violate a Robert's Rules of Words, because <laughs> someone's going to come in with one of those old-timey Civil War grenades, <laughs> then you're going to have to dive on it. So you went to school. Now, tell me this. Uh, talking to uh, the incredible Paul Morrison, he's incredible for this reason. Started off as a, as a, as a jock. You like uh, played hoops. You played a bunch of sports. And then you went from there into sports casting. And then you went from there into comedy. So you literally, uh, it, it was, it was uh, your, your athletic prowess and your intellectual prowess crossed each other about halfway through. Because I can't imagine that uh, you're probably in quite the shape you used to be as a point guard. <laughs> well, even at that I've point. I've seen pictures. I wouldn't say that I was a... What is, I was an elite athlete, but I was a basketball player. I was you played with, at Binghamton oh, University. Yeah, I was what the they nickname? called a gym rat. What was the Binghamton uh, nickname? They were the Colonials, and then when they went to Division One, the big uh, thing was the switch to the Bearcats, more ferocious. Sure, the Binghamton Bearcats. <laughs> Bearcats down 39-12. Let's see if Morrissey inserting himself into the game can crack this nut and he can get up on Queens College and maybe take this one. Yeah, my dad, first victory of the season. My father was uh, my high school coach, and then he coached at uh, Broome Junior College. Wait a second. Your dad was your high school coach? Yes. Now, but this isn't why you got the point. Were there? There's because you're a talented athlete. I've seen yeah. you play. You played Port. Then you went from there to SUNY uh, Cortland. SUNY yeah, Cortland. Cortland. Which, uh, yeah, I played there. What was there. the ferocious nickname of the SUNY Cortland Pioneers? The Red Dragons. The Red Dragons. Wow. Which is pretty, yeah. That's where <laughs> that's where the New York Jets do their training camps, so that all the facilities are amazing. Wow. It's, it's big sports school. You'd think they'd be a little uh, uh, higher up on the visibility. <laughs> SUNY Cortland, if they got those kind of facilities. Kevin the Jets. James played, uh, I think, JV football there. <laughs> wow. And the wrestler Mankind played lacrosse there oh. he played lacrosse yeah oh that's that's uh, i don't know if we should have put that out in public <laughs> i'm pretty sure that uh, uh mankind doesn't want uh, most of his wrestling fans to know that he played something called lacrosse yeah that should involved skill and athleticism and <laughs> zero drama well there's a stick 
You can still hit people. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a net on the stick. And there's some uh, guy who can't move too well stationed in front of the net, the goalie net, and you can pepper him with shots, I suppose. So there's some level of uh, of uh, brutality and torture to lacrosse, is yeah, what you're saying. But you can still get the fattest guy in the room to be the goalie, and you Think got a so? pretty good shot. <laughs> So I think that Did you really... play hockey growing up? No, I can't. No. I cannot. Uh, I the last time I skated was on double rudders. The shame so not... of Owego can't play <laughs> hockey. <laughs> no hockey. Indoors. So now listen to me, uh, point guard. Who's your favorite current NBA player and why? Oh, who do boy. you like currently in the NBA? Now you played. You played for uh, Binghamton, then you played at SUNY, so you switched somewhere in there. Yeah, I. Uh, Why'd you switch? First of all, then we'll get to the NBA. Well, there was an old coach there. He was the all-time winningest coach. He was a couple wins behind Dean Smith. What's his name? His name was Dick Baldwin. He's Dick in his, Baldwin. He's mid to late eighties. I know when he Dick came Baldwin. Back. He came back to coach to get a couple more wins. And uh, <laughs> so they brought him back. So they brought him back during the Division One transition. Got an IV drip and a hand cart. And as the uh, <laughs> and as the starting point guard coming back, he informed me I was too short to play uh, college basketball. You got dished by a ninety-year-old Dick Baldwin. Just trying to cheese his way to two more victories so he can claim down at the Elks Club yeah. that he has more wins than uh, Dean Smith. So then, uh, so I transferred to Cortland, which I'm is kidding, a, of course Dick Baldwin. Great coach. It's the same. Uh, you don't conference. win that many games at any level unless you're a great coach. Okay, go ahead. So I transferred to SUNY Cortland. For, same conference for communication. Same conference. Play Binghamton twice. Light him up the first game. Let him up. Morrissey from three. It's good. Second game, Coach Dick Baldwin plays the box and one on Paul Morrissey, the guy who was too short to play at his school. So that was the ultimate payback. And what shame for Dick Baldwin to have to use a Dean Smith technique to try to get a win that would put him over Dean Smith. (laughs) So he took two losses. In a losses. two-game stretch, you crushed Dick Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> and then that, that was the, the highlight of the career until uh, I almost was going to play for the Washington Generals, which is the team that gets beat by the yes! Globetrotters every game. <laughs> oh, brother, what a thrill. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Why'd you turn that down? <laughs> I was too competitive, man. They don't, they don't, they don't win a lot. I'm open. <laughs> I don't care if Metal Lark Lemon has a bucket of straw. Throw it to me. I'm in the corner. There's a rubber band on the ball. Don't fall for it. There's confetti in his eyes. Give me the ball. I can sink this tray. Come on, ref. He's using a ladder. Come on. (laughs) That's got to be some kind of technical. Dig in the rule book. What are you in Dick Baldwin's back pocket? <laughs> Come on, make a call. <laughs> yeah, that my I had two friends who ended up playing, and they said it combined their three favorite things: shooting three pointers, traveling the world, and playing no defense. So, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. They should have that on the side of the Washington Generals bus. That's impressive. That uh, little anecdote of uh, Paul Morrissey's brought to you by Maps of Italy paper placemats. Keeping you quietly entertained at boring dinners for over seven decades. Favorite current NBA player and what? I would say uh, I'm a big fan of Chris Paul. Uh, I did a commercial with him, a Nike commercial. That's right. What was that called? 
Requiculous. Requiculous. In which I asked him. That sounds like uh, one of my sponsors. I don't know. You might. Uh, <laughs> Requiculous. Sounds the fastest tasting hot semi chocolate beverage in the world. I'll see if I can dip, dig deep and uh, and pull out the line. It was uh, something I try- had to learn for like a week. So, Chris, uh, can you tell us about the inside out between the legs crossover reverse pivot up and under three sixty shoulder fake one footed fadeaway turnaround scoop finger off the backboard? Wow, man, you could get <laughs> they could wake you out of a dead sleep today, and you could do the ridiculous commercial. <laughs> had to do it while I was getting shot in the shoulder. That was they they wanted to make me make sure that I was. I could do it under any circumstances. <laughs> so, yeah, wow. They literally came in with a <laughs> syringe full of xylocaine, jammed it in your shoulder and said, Polly, we need this. We need it in one take. We can't rely on Chris Paul. Something's wrong with and his And then leg. for the second take, they changed all the lines. They're like, we were going to do something different. So I was like, all right. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So they made you memorize that litany of adverbs. Yeah. And they had a couple different takes. It was uh, the late Craig Sager was in one of the commercials. We did like four spots. Wow! So that was just the one that's sticking in my brain instead of my times tables. That's the- <laughs> let's be honest. That how'd that pay? You still getting? Is they still running that? I don't think so. No, no, it did. Uh, it, it ran for like a couple of years. Well, well, it allowed you to buy that incredible Hartford Whalers hat. <laughs> that is the, one of the most beautiful caps I've ever seen. Not to skip ahead, but. As working, oh, believe me, working, there's no order to this. Working, working. When I worked in uh, TV ahead. sports, like you said, my first job in Redding, California, uh, one year under contract in Redding paid uh, the exact same amount as the one Chris Paul commercial of me <laughs> <laughs> pretending to be a sports reporter. <laughs> that's how show business works. Yep, that's why I'm down in the minors, baby. <laughs> that's why I'm calling the Interstate Barehanded Highway Culvert Hunt next week. <laughs> no, but you had some big uh, franchise deals back back in the 70s, Well, back right? in my day, I did call the uh, ICFL, the Intercontinental Football League, home of the nonstop clock. will get you in and out of any game inside of 42 minutes. <laughs> Runs right through everything. We don't mess around. That was the uh, Des Moines Wheat Threshers and the Sioux Falls Thunder and the uh, Rapid City Roadsters. It sounds uh, like that's where you got your uh, delivery from. You had to keep moving. Had to keep moving. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> got to keep your energy up. So just the ability to listen to another human being took me about seven years. <laughs> How did you get into sports casting? All right, so you like Chris Paul. That's your man. We're going to talk uh, a little more uh, NBA in just a second. But, but you went from being a jack. Then you had the, the fateful moment. The lights go down. The spotlight's on Paul Morrissey. The gym. <laughs> Center of the gym, right on the logo. Right on the Colonials logo. No, it was the Cortland. By then you were at SUNY Cortland. <laughs> the Red Dragons. The Red Dragons logo. All alone, looking up at the sky, thinking, I don't want to be a Washington general. <laughs> I have to do something else with my life. Was it something like that? What made you swing into sports casting? Well, I uh, I, I originally was going to work for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I had a inter- doing what? Like a, just working in the office. I was a, I had an internship, and as I was, it was in the summer, and so. I, when I what went year out, is this? Who's this on the Suns? Ninety ninety seven. Ninety seven. You still got? Uh, they got Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Coming in with Jason Kidd and Kevin Johnson, still there. Oh, brother. And uh, That's a heck of a team. Yeah, there's a log jam at Was Point Barclay Guard. Barkley still around? No. Oh, he's gone. Thunder Dan. Uh, Dan Marley? Marley. Uh, Dropping him from three from way out. Hey, did you see that shot? I have to say this. Of uh, Steph Curry. 
He truly is like a butterfly. Butterflies sued him because his <laughs> movements are so butterfly-like. He dribbled in, out, away, down. He actually, I believe, tied his shoe with one hand while continuing to dribble. <laughs> Walked over to the ref table as if he was going to look at an instant replay and then just turned around and shot it. Sunk about a 43-footer. Yes. It's ridiculous. It's pretty amazing, man. So you're an intern. Are you thinking about being an intern? After? Well, yeah, I have the Phoenix Suns thing starting in the summer, and as I'm moving out there, I I have a connection where the guy that works at Fox Sports in Phoenix is like, hey, I could get you in the sports department here. So I start working at the TV station there, covering the first first year of the WNBA, as you know. Uh, of course, yeah. sure. <laughs> Everybody remembers yeah. that. And, uh, I was there. And so that so I ended up doing that and then little known team out of Wisconsin, the Madison Matrons. They only lasted a month in the WNBA. Oh they do. Yeah, I did all their play by play. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so now you're working you're working at the Fox affiliate. And uh I'm there for the summer and then I you send out you know, you send out your demo tapes. Yeah. And uh you hear back that fateful day, you hear back from Chico, California. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> now, did it come by Pony Express from Chico? How'd they let you know? <laughs> they let you know you're, you're getting a call, you're getting a cup of coffee in the bigs. See, I, I, well, I just heard we have an offer in the sports and news. I didn't hear the news part. So you just when heard I, the sports. So when I, did you have to do news? Oh, when yeah. Got, so when I oh got there, my goodness. I'm covering like murders and car accidents. And then, you know, they're, they're like, hey, there's a murder at this park. I was like, well, I don't want to go anywhere near there. I don't, I don't know about you. Somebody just got shot. And so I ended up just going down to the mall and asking people what they're going to get for Christmas. Wow. So I didn't Speaking do- of shots, <laughs> Nate Thurman dropped three for the Warriors. They beat the Bulls. <laughs> Trying to tie everything back to sports. That's what I'd have to do just to keep my rhythm. Yeah, that's uh, – I couldn't – you know, they're like, hey, do you want to do uh, news? I basically was doing daily shows stories on a real station until they finally promoted me to sports anchor so I wouldn't do so those stories. So you wouldn't horse around on them. So I wouldn't do the stories anymore. They actually yeah. blackmailed them into a better jab. Failing upwards is Boy, the, that is, is the that point. is a great time in American history when you could do that. So <laughs> – so you I just get a photo or force someone into a corner in a in a horrible break room at a TV station someone. in Reading. Just say, "Look, make me anchor. I'm out of here." But I replaced one of your other guests, uh, yes. Rich Eisen. You replaced Rich Eisen up in Chico? No, he was the uh, well. It was the same market. It was Reading, California. Sure. KRCR. We were both the weekend sports anchors. Wow. Had the same boss. I love Richie Eisen. Yeah, he somehow he he ended up uh, leapfrogging ahead of me. I wow, think. you know, but you got you you pulled out of that lane into stand up comedy, and you're crushing it. You're doing you're doing theaters. You're doing the top top notch clubs. Uh, you're, you're working in front of people. You got albums. You got a one man show. You got a you got a one man show about being a sportscaster <laughs> called Unprofessional. Well, the crazy thing is, so so Rich went right to ESPN from Reading, and then I have another friend who I played against in college, Ithaca College, named Kevin Connors. He's the 11 p.m. Sports Center anchor right now. So oh, I brother. Got, I got eclipsed. I thought I was doing well in sports. Yeah, let me tell you something. And, uh, yeah, they Kevin kick, Connors kick is sitting teeth. on a cup of joe at about midnight thinking, <laughs> man, wish I was Paul Morrissey. Where is he right now? <laughs> wish Opening I had that. for somebody down at, at Carnegie Hall. Wish that I had sounds that. like a lot of fun. Oh, hang on. I got to give the lacrosse results with mankind. <laughs> 
So wish, believe me, they envy you, my friend. Wish I had the nine-minute spot at the ice house instead of uh, working midnight to 6 a.m. doing the same show over and over and oh, over brother, again. brother, that analogy brought to you by Connivers, the dark, secretive sports bar. Had something illegal at Connivers. So now, uh, why always LeBron versus MJ in this conversation? Why doesn't, like, Kareem... Get in that little soiree. How about Dr. J? I don't think there is modern basketball without Dr. J. Can you get that picture out of your head of Dr. J back at, like, UMass just flying over somebody and his arms? It's literally the pose they wound up using for MJ's uh, Air Jordan campaign. That's, yeah. a, that's, that's a Dr. J Yeah, pose. The, one, the one cradle against Michael Cooper, too, is the famous one where yeah. he kind of swoops over and bangs it on his head. He, he changed... The game. I mean, that's my argument is Magic, Bird, Dr. J all would have won eight or nine titles if they hadn't had to go against each other. So I'm more of a that's a, really true. A Magic, Bird, you know, because Bird is Parrish and McHale are the, all those guys Hall of Famers without Bird. I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so. So I think that was like the team game, and those guys are the best players on the best teams, and that's that's the way I go with. LeBron, I mean, arguably, he, he got beat. What does he have the worst finals record except for Elgin Baylor? He's 3-6. and six. Well, he also has the worst finals teams. I mean, he is yeah. literally, he literally carries the team on his back to the airport. <laughs> but when, you, mean, uh, even, uh, when you you're know, allowed to pick the team, that's like you complaining if you if you're the <laughs> like, fantasy. I don't like I, I, I don't like my color man. <laughs> well, you picked him. If you want a fantasy team and you get to pick all the players, and who you pick is Kyle yeah. Corver and uh, J.R. Smith because they don't really dribble much. Yeah, there's guys on the on the Cavs bench. I look down and they go, I'm pretty sure I went to high school with that guy. And then. <laughs> Doesn't it look like that? You look at him and you go, ooh, wait a second. That's like the team that Larry Bird. I crushed him Remember when I was at SUNY Cortland. <laughs> Red Dragons pounded the Colonials, and that guy was that weak forward. That's the, that's the team that Larry Bird played against Magic in the uh, Final Four. Yeah, yeah. Like, all those guys were, like, working at car dealerships as the, <laughs> right. as the tournament was going on. That's right. That's right. They and Magic had, like, five NBA players. And, boy, you better wake up fast because Larry Bird will kill you with a pass. Yeah. You're watching the game. You're on the court watching the game like, hey, is he cleaning his ear? Bam! Right in your nose. <laughs> <laughs> with a behind-the-neck pass. The only guy I've ever seen do that. Behind-the-neck pass yeah. with enough velocity for it to go about 15 feet and bloody your nose. Speaking of bloody, Nardley's Red Bloody Meat Market, the only white meat you'll ever see at Nardley's, is when we cut our thumbs. Now, you called games. No, cal- did you have a homer call? Did you ever do baseball? Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of. Uh, I'll give you mine. That'll give you oh, a go chance. Ahead. Go ahead. There's a shot deep, deep, deep. Excuse me while I kiss the sky. SUNY Cortland up five two. <laughs> Red Dragons are going to take the Northern New York College circuit. They're up against Colgate in the finals. Look out! They sweep the uh, Red Raiders. And the Red Dragons are going to go down and face the Greyhounds of Loyola, Maryland. <laughs> See, but you don't personalize them to each, like, a John Sterling? You don't do a, uh, the judge? All rise. No, I don't, judge. no I don't personalize them. <laughs> Sterling has the advantage of, A, being professional and in the pros, and, B, essentially calling one team for a, 
a you know a fair sh- length of time. But we would say if you I'm ha- always moving. I got to keep moving on these gigs. Well, that's the thing. If uh, I won't say that th- that you fall in this category, but maybe some of these guys that have too much time in their hands maybe overthink some of these. Uh, yes, <laughs> scenarios. Yeah, I never overthink anything. <laughs> In fact, it uh, flows. Speak, it flows like water. If you're fa- if you're facing some car issues, don't overthink them. Uh, here's some useful tips. Might not be aware of a coffee filter, Paul. If you don't know this, a little bit of olive oil coffee filter can clean your entire interior. I mean, you still need elbow grease, but that's all you need. You don't have to go down and get a bunch of expensive stuff. Removing excess weight from your car is going to improve gas mileage, and you can place your key fob to your chin. To increase its range when you click it, that is wild. Your whole body becomes a sensor. Here's another tip for you uh, that you may not know about. True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you're going to enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. With True Car, users can see what others paid. So they know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with True Car certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. So listen, your last name, buddy, Morrissey, spelled just like the uh, last name of the sardonic pouting lead singer of the Smiths. (laughs) Morrissey. I wouldn't think that you were into that kind of music. Chat. Hey, listen, I uh, I do my research, and I don't rely on that uh, that weird gimpy uh, Google stuff. I go all the way. I go to the library, buddy. I do a I do about seven hours of research, and then I look the librarian right in the eye and I go, "Hey, do you have a ditto machine?" <laughs> <laughs> Get the ink all over your hands. That's right. You can still smell it. <laughs> Wait, so you didn't have a home run call? Oh, yeah. Do you got a home run call? Paul Morrissey's home run call from the booth of uh, Chico State. Oh, I, uh, the Chico, Chico Heat. The Chico Heat, which was the minor league, uh, like what, double uh, A? They were just an uh, independent league. Barry Bonds Jr. Wow. Barry Bonds Jr. hits it deep, and they're going to need to build a bigger fence. <laughs> the Heat go up 11-2. There's no way the Reading Rough Riders are catching up now. <laughs> Wally Backman was uh, the coach of the Ben Bandits. Wow, I love Wally Backman. <laughs> that is awesome. That's a great homer call. Here I go. And I like the, the uh, pacing. Yeah. You to give the people at home it out. Yeah, yeah. a chance to catch their breath from another Barry Bonds Jr. homer. We're not rushing through it. We got four hours. <laughs> Plus, you're in Chico. <laughs> Nobody moves too fast in Chico. You also have the exact uh, same uh, whole name as American film director Paul Morrissey, who made Spike of Benstonhurst and uh, Blood of Dracula, a couple other things. Did you Flesh, know that? yeah, some yeah, some mildly pornographic things for Andy Warhol. I'm not, yeah, I don't know if I'd go mildly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'd like to see if you were in the theater during the late 60s catching a Morrissey flick. <laughs> Flash for Frankenstein. Flash for Frankenstein. No, wait, that's Billy Idol. But, I uh, them for the one Chico trivia, though. Yes, Chico. High, high Chico school, heat trivia. High school football, Chico, California. Current 
Green Bay Packers quarterback. Yeah, I'm going to just guess Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Northern played California at, boy. Played at not only Pleasant Valley High School in Chico, but Butte College. <laughs> Man. He was stuck We're getting there deep for a into the years. I'm pretty good. But Butte College, the Mountaineers, that's the best I could take a shot at. The Butte, man. You know what? That's why that, that's why that kid works in Green Bay. He does. Because he's about as close to lunch bucket or blue collar as you can get coming from Northern California. The uh, stereotype around the country, Northern California, just everybody's smoking pot. Everybody's San Francisco. Everybody's Haight-Ashbury. Everybody's crazy. But you get about 20 miles outside of that whole metropolitan area, and it's all lumberjacks and farming and crazy-ass mountain communities and people going, yeah, hey, I picked up a trailer and I made a smoker out of it. Oh, brother. <laughs> yeah, they're quoting Larry the Cable Guy at the, <laughs> it's at crazy. the farmer's market. <laughs> And so he had a chip on his shoulder, went to Cal, still had a chip on his shoulder because he didn't get drafted where he thought he should, and he's still proving himself. Thank you, Aaron Rodgers. Now you got your own podcast, Alley Oop. Uh, and you're on Tom Papa's thing. Yeah, come to Papa. I uh, love Tom Papa. Yeah, he's great. Got to get him on the show here. Uh, Tom Papa, high sc- big Yankees fan. High school Said fullback. One of the most, uh, high school fullback? Hey, yes. Boy, he looks like his dad we uh, called the Bull, nicknamed the Bull. It's all, he's all head. He's 40% yeah. head. That's he's what like, you need, the old school fullback. <laughs> That's right. You need that Don Nottingham melon on top of your shoulders. doesn't matter where your center of gravity is. Just lower the whole damn battering ram and go at it. <laughs> For Pete's sake, you got uh, you know you got Lydell Mitchell behind you. <laughs> Just open a crack and the kid's gone. Love Tom Papa. Uh, what do you what are you doing on uh, Tom Papa's podcast? Come to Papa. Yeah, I co-host the weekly shows and then we do a live show from the Village Underground in New York City once a month. And That's got to be some, exciting. Uh, yeah, we get Matt Damon, Bill Burr, all kinds of guests on there. So that's cool. So you can just uh, subscribe. From New to... York, like the old days, like the beginning of broadcasting. Yeah, and live, but it's still not. It, it is live to you, people. It'll seem live with a live audience. Uh, oh, that's so what we need in here. We got Some this... sort of broadcasting trickery. Got, no, no, no. We got a guy studying for his LSATs in there. That's the only... Yeah, that's, you know, yeah you, don't, you don't actually want live people in here because, quite frankly, this room is small. It's made out of a lot of clapboard from near the railroad tracks, and it's extremely hot. Yeah, I feel you like it would more slow you down. In, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Anything slows me down, as you can see. <laughs> Sometimes my own questions get in my way. I see you're pacing the coffee with the bourbon. That's, Absolutely. You gotta, no, you you, you got to learn how to do that. Speedball it. That tip brought to you by the law firm of Lawrence, Gold, Brown, Thomas, and Quinn. Let LGBTQ handle your affairs. All right, I got a bonafide ex-jock turned comedian here. Time for the advice corner. What skill best translates from sport to comedy? We're going to put a ticking clock under this so it'll sound really cool. Oh, well, trash talking, obviously. That's, trash talking, you think that does? As a, as a tiny, you know, I was 5'9 I was in my prime. So as a kid, when you're the five foot two inch kid uh, that's thirteen or fourteen, and you play at the playground, you can either sit there and wait to get the ball, or you can say, "Hey, this idiot can't cover me. Give me the ball." <laughs> and then at least you get the ball, even if you miss the shot. At least you talk them into getting you the ball. So that's basically what you have to do in comedy: is kind of talk your way onto stages, and especially with hecklers, yeah, yeah, you got to talk your way out of a lot of crap. Man, that muscle does come in handy. Ever just. 
Uh, yeah, have you ever just because you're uh, uh, speaking of bull, you're a bit of a bull yourself now. You, you got the jock <laughs> frame, and uh, you got a lot of muscle on it now. Uh, Paul's uh, going about three twenty, but he's six seven. <laughs> he wears it well. Uh, you ever uh, you ever muscled a heckler? You ever just uh, gotten physical in a in a club? Ever had to use your athletic ability physically in a nightclub? The closest I've ever come to is after a show that went pretty well. There was a table of people just recently. They're British. And uh, I don't know. trouble. <laughs> Bailed them out the in World four, War II, and the they're four, still thankless. The four ladies uh, say how funny, <laughs> funny I was. They want pictures with me, and then there's always the one sad man that's yeah. with them, and you know, they're he's like, "Well, you want to know what I think?" <laughs> great. <laughs> this is never a great sign. No. And uh, I didn't want to ask, but I was like, "Okay, uh, what did you think?" He's like, "I didn't think it was that funny. I wanted my face to hurt." And uh, then I snapped back into the oh, into jock mode. And right. I said, "If you want to step outside, I can still make that happen." <laughs> oh, that is great! Yeah, there's a guy who seated alpha male about halfway through your set. Right, <laughs> just decided to drink. All right, uh, we got the bonafide ex jock turned comedian here at Vice Corner number three. Who's funnier, coaches or club owners? Oh, coaches, definitely. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not even close. I think, yeah. How many great coaches do you? I covered the great uh, John Gruden my first year covering the the Raiders up in uh, Chico. I did training camp, and he was a uh, he was yeah right Boy, off. Gruden the, is uh, he's damn near a stand up himself. Yeah, well, well, the confusing part was I think he was in his thirties when he gets this job, and I don't know what he looks like. This is before anybody knows him. <laughs> So, just think. so I just look for the the head coach. Just looks like I'm looking for gray hair. That's all I'm looking for. And, <laughs> I, and I see a guy that looks to be in his mid to late fifties in uh, gray hair, and I start to interview him. And uh, I find out quickly that's the third string quarterback, Wade Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Which he he could play John Gruden's dad in a sitcom yeah, at that point, was, <laughs> and quite frankly, rivaling Vern Lundquist in terms of being physically in shape. Yeah. at that point, and he looks actually younger now. I've seen recent pictures <laughs> of him. Wade, 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 I think is taking good care. Of. He's got a little uh, just for men, maybe. I don't know. Sold his soul to the devil. That portion of the broadcast brought to you by Gilfoil, Ireland's aluminum foil. Now it's time. You ready? <laughs> it's time for the. Fiery Four! The Fiery Four! These are headlines ripped from the paper. Take so hot, Paul! Hawaiian lava would get singed. Fire number one! What is the new NFL kickoff rule and why should we hate it? I don't understand. I can't follow it. Do you know what it is? I think it's nobody's allowed to touch anybody and you just shake hands and then it's first down. I wow. think that's what. <laughs> Sounds like a Lutheran prom. Fire number two! <laughs> Baseball! Will Boston and the Yankees ever be bad again, or do they just have too much money? I think Boston. As a Twins fan, I'm getting a little uh, irritated. Oh yeah, you gotta. You're waiting. <laughs> you're looking for the days of Harmon Killebrew. Yeah, or at least Kirby Puckett and Kent Herbeck. Yeah, at least Frank Viola marching out to the mound with a blister. Yeah, what what do you got to cheer for right now? Nothing, because these two teams just have buckets of money, and they keep backing up money. Well, I'll say the Yankees, it's all young guys, guys that I didn't know about. There's a guy named Anduhar. There's a, there's, there's always a guy there's named Anduhar. <laughs> since about 74, Cincinnati, always a guy named Anduhar. <laughs> that is true. They even had a guy named Bird. 
That's what, that's not a, a baseball name. No, that Bird. is not a baseball. Well, Bertie Tebbets, you got to go back to the '63 <laughs> Braves, I think, to find your Sweet, next. Well, there's a Sweetwater. <laughs> you don't use that one anymore. So you think the small market teams are going to have a shot here anytime? You think this is going to balance out? I think it's it is uh, just a, a farm, you know, farm farm club type of league now like if you can develop those young stars and bring them up before they're making a lot of money i mean look at the in basketball work with the celtics they've just been drafting young guys and hoping it pays off you know so So maybe baseball can learn from basketball fire number three speaking of basketball hoops if you're lebron where are you going because he can't stay in cleveland he's done he's either there's been rumors about houston there's uh I don't think he would go back to Miami. That's what you need. Two point guards injured in the playoffs. <laughs> LeBron and Chris Paul. <laughs> My They're down to Bronson Koenig from the University of Wisconsin. <laughs> Gonna have to carry the Rockets into the finals. I don't know if he can do it. Maybe they go uh maybe he goes to Boston. Can't beat him, join him, just like uh Durant. Yeah, sure. Well, he did beat him this brother. year, but I think he yeah, knows yeah. he knows that the clock is ticking. You as think far so? As, oh, young Tatum just uh Put him on a poster a couple of weeks ago. I think he knows. You think he's there? You think he's there mentally? Like, all right, because he, he's the one guy I can look at in the league uh, for a lot. I, I I might have to go back to Kareem. He's the one guy I can look at in the league who goes, all right. I know I'm getting older. I know how to control the decline, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it doesn't look like I'm getting that much older until the whole uh, Michigas falls apart and they got to haul me off the court in a wheelbarrow. And it's also based on who his mom's dating. You know, usually it's I uh, did not know that uh, Delonte West or uh... <laughs> Wow, <laughs> man! So we're going to have to call up Match.com for the inside on where LeBron's I think going. Corver is going to be the new father-in-law. <laughs> oh, brother, fire! <laughs> fire number four. <laughs> Tougher gig, daytime corporate date or Indian casino as a stand-up. <laughs> um, yeah, this is. I'm nibbling the corner with this one. I'm throwing you a slurve down and into I swinger, don't I? I Tougher s- gig, daytime corporate date, or Indian s- casino. I'll say casino just because usually if you're – let's be honest. If you're in a casino and you're at the comedy show, thing, a lot of things went wrong. So, <laughs> Especially yeah. at an Indian casino. <laughs> So you either lost the money that you came with, <laughs> yeah. and somebody said, "Hey, do you want to go to a comedy show?" Or, uh, or I don't even know what other reason you would wander in there if you if you just didn't have any money left, and yeah. we're trying to. <laughs> you heard it here first: Indian casinos, worst gig for a comedian. And I think part of the reason, just thinking about it now, if if I can kind of get in a comedian's head, is uh, the direct link between what the uh, money that was lost was supposed to have been used for is much shorter at an Indian casino. Right. At least Vegas is a destination. You know, yeah. you've got the whole trip home to think about. Now, there's it. also a lot of stories. Indian of- casino, you're literally like a snowmobile trip back home thinking, oh, brother. Yeah. There goes the uh, power generator. <laughs> Gonna have to sell that now. A, yeah, that uh, that and also for some reason, there's a lot of comedians end up passing out in the middle of Indian casinos. I don't know if the liquor's a little bit stronger or uh, or if the shows are bad. You it's know? Just the environment. <laughs> I think it's the air. Oh, brother. Well, that fiery four brought to you by Incognito. You'd never guess we're plumbers. Now I understand you may have uh, some questions for me. Is that true? You got a pop quiz? You got anything in line? Now these got to be real uh, answers. They can't be any of this opinion stuff. It could be three questions about anything: sports, uh, SUNY Cortland, 
movies, whatever the hell you want. And I will do my best to answer them. Arky, uh, this year's best picture so far, what do you got? What's what's uh... This year's best picture so far coming up, uh, well, we're not that deep into the year. Uh, you know, one of these, favorites. Uh, I think one of those comic book things is going to have to win one of these years because that's all they're making. They're they're scraping the bottom of the barrel when they go for the alternate to the big comic book movies because that's what they want. You know, they want something rich and the uh, and what they consider to be uh, dramatic. And uh, but I think they're out of uh, you know maybe a uh, maybe a a pet gender uh, thing might work. Uh, that's about what they're done. They've given awards to everything else, so they're out. They're out. They're going to have to give it to a comic book movie. So but, they're going to pick somebody, somebody with a great performance, like maybe the uh, the thing with the uh, what was the whole country Lakutka? What was it? Karumba? I can't remember that movie. It was good though. I liked everybody in it. That kid could act. I'm I am guessing that you were a big uh, comic book uh, fan. No, as a not kid. a big comic book fan. Yeah, no, you no, like no, real, no. real. You like real people. I like. Uh, yeah, I like playing cards. For me, those were comic books. Those were little teeny comic books. Plus, you got some gum with them. I mean, where else are you going to learn Joe Nuxall's entire career stats? Yeah. In the back of a piece of cardboard that they were going to throw away? And bourbon Talk doesn't about go with comic books. No. 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 They don't, you don't have to. T- you got the whole story right on the back of the card. My goodness, Felipe Alou had a career that was every bit as up and down as dramatic as anything Spider-Man ever did. <laughs> Talking about all right, uh, uh, so I'm going with that. Okay, uh, that's an opinion question. But. What's your uh, sport that you would love to call play by play for that you haven't yet? I would. Oh man, I would love to call play by play at the Tour de France. <laughs> I would. I would love to because it's every day. The food's great. You're on a bus. You're already on a bus. I mean, you got to follow the the the, the, the bikers. Uh, and there's there's fantastic drugs going around. Yeah, you got the, those vans you can just dope up. I hear you can bounce back from a hangover like nobody's business. They recycle every bit of blood in your body in like eight minutes in the back of a van. They can't even do that in Oakland, for God's sake. <laughs> I would love to do that. The closest I've gotten is I've called the Tour de Ecnarf, which is uh, the uh, Tour de France, but backwards. They start in Paris and bicycle backwards to somewhere in the... You know. Less hills, I guess. All right, so so far, because these are opinion, I'm going to give myself 2 and 0. Last one. Oh, so these got to be factual? You can do whatever you want. Uh, greatest NBA player of all time. Which one did you pick? For me, I'm going Kareem. Just because of titles? Just because and... I think he changed the game, much like Dr. J, but he changed it in a fundamental way that opened the door for so many big men, and that's what the game is now. I think there's no magic without uh, Kareem. Kareem was the first big man who went, hey, I can dribble out here too if you need me to. And, I mean, that used to just raise the roof off the joint like a freaking Nickelback concert. <laughs> People sitting in their chairs going, what's the guy 7-1 dribble? Oh, he can dribble. It was like that. It was like it was. And like they crazy. changed the game on him. They, they outlawed yes. dunking just because yes. he was so... Dominant, and, and then they realized what an idiot, what an idiot move that was. <laughs> when the when the crowd started to shrink to that of a Chico Heat home game, yeah, who who likes dunking? <laughs> Nobody will outlaw. And then the outlaw. <laughs> And then the late 80s, the outlaw of the sky hook, which is why nobody does it anymore. Is that why? That's ridiculous. That was a great shot. All right, that pop quiz brought to you by friendly old rail yard hobos. 
Kind of wish you had us around now, don't you? <laughs> All right, here's plug time. Follow Paul Morrissey on Twitter, at Paul Morrissey, June 7th to the 9th. You're still at the Irvine Improv, right? No, that's no, not. No, you're not. That's sorry, gone. That's canceled. Don't go there. Sorry, don't go. June 14th, 16th, stand-up live in yes, Phoenix? we're in Phoenix. Well, that's where you go. Even if you wanted to see him at Improv from uh, from uh, Irvine, that's only about a three-and-a-half-hour drive. Just go to Phoenix. <laughs> Start now, for Pete's sake. Good and uh, check out his album, Paul Morrissey's Back, on Rooftop Records. Listen. Go to paulhasawebsite.com, paulhasawebsite.com, and catch up on everything Paul Morrissey. You'll get all That's the details. That's catchy, isn't it, Chet? That's about as catchy as any of those commercials. Paul has a website. You know what I love about it? Hammer, nail, right on the head. <laughs> You're not messing around. Follow me on Twitter, at Chet Waterhouse. Follow my buddy, comedian Jeff Cesario, at Real Jeff Cesario. Thanks for listening. We're on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Spread the word. And uh, let me tell you something about uh, our podcast right now. Uh, help all our podcasts at Podcast One stay uh, free to download and uh, keep them to minimal ads. Uh, all you got to do is take a survey and uh, just keep your responses. Uh, uh, you know, hey, say whatever the heck you want. It's going to help us align with advertisers uh, to make the experience uh, uh, better for you and for me and for all our podcasts. The survey short. Paul, even you could do this in like uh, five minutes, completely anonymous. Uh, so there's two easy ways uh, to go and, and help us out and take a quick survey. Uh, go to www.podcast1.com slash mysurvey. That's www.podcast1.com slash mysurvey. Or this one seems a little easier to me. Just go to podcast1.com and click on the survey banner. Uh, so go to podcast1.com and click on the survey. I worked with a guy named Survey Banner. <laughs> I did. He was he he was like cr- a cricket uh, statistician. Survey banner. I only did cricket for a couple of years, uh, but go there. Uh, do this survey. It's going to help us out. Uh, you, uh, you, if you filled out one in the past, don't don't even let it bother you. We thank you for that, and then uh, and then go uh, do it again. Uh, you're going to do all of us here at Play With Pain and all of us at Podcast One a huge favor by filling it out. Thank you for supporting my program and for taking the time to complete the survey. Uh, so listen. If you want more of me this weekend, my listeners, Aunt Paul, I'm in Pepper, New Mexico, covering Eyesore, the festival for ugly hot air balloons. <laughs> this is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.